Hi, I'm Aaron from GuitarGearFinder.com and this is episode 8 of the Bite Size Guitar Podcast. In this short and to the point episode, I'm going to talk about a few different ways you can use a looper pedal as a practice tool. If you already have a looper pedal, you might get some new ideas to try out after listening to this episode. If you don't have a looper pedal, this episode may give you some reasons to get one other than the typical use of loopers for jamming or performance. For anybody who doesn't know what a looper pedal is, the basic idea is that it's a guitar pedal that records something you play on guitar, then loops it over and over so you can jam along to. On my website I go into all the differences between different looper pedals, so check it out to learn more about them. Now let's have a look at how you can use a looper pedal to improve your guitar abilities. The first thing you can do with a looper pedal is to work on your rhythm skills. What makes a looper pedal such a great practice tool is that it gives you instant feedback on your playing. As I've talked about in earlier episodes, the way you hear yourself while you play is very different to how you hear a recording of yourself. Being able to step back and listen to your playing can reveal a lot about your technique and your timing. With a looper pedal, you're able to record yourself playing something, then instantly hear it played back. This is a great way to uncover any imperfections or bad timing that you may not have noticed while you were playing. You can also work on riffs, licks, scales or any other skill by recording it on a looper and practicing playing over the top of it on each repetition. A simple exercise to try it out and get an idea of what I'm talking about is to come up with a strumming pattern using muted chord hits and record it with your looper pedal. Start by recording a simple strumming pattern then try playing another muted strumming pattern over the top of it. The goal is to practice syncing up your rhythm with the looped rhythm. If you find that easy, try layering a more complex rhythm over the top of the existing loop. So you might start by recording a basic rhythm pattern using 8th notes, then come up with a pattern using 16th notes over the top of it. Try recording one rhythm pattern, then come up with a different rhythm pattern that complements the first one. If you've never tried this before, you might enjoy the challenge. Thinking up of different rhythms to play over the top of a loop is a great way to build your confidence and creativity. You'll quickly learn what works and what doesn't when it comes to creating interesting rhythms. Your timing will also tighten up and you'll correct any mistakes in your technique. I remember doing this a few years ago when I felt like I was always strumming the same patterns while playing acoustic guitar. After a few practice sessions with a looper pedal, I learned to experiment and come up with new rhythm patterns. It made a big difference in my technique. Give it a try and see how many different rhythm patterns you can come up with on your own. Another way you can use a looper pedal is to work on your improvisation skills. This is a popular way of using a looper pedal because you have full control over what you create in the loop. Instead of jamming with a backing track, which is also great fun, you can customize your own backing tracks with a looper pedal. For example, if you're just starting out learning to improvise and you've just learned the A minor pentatonic scale, all you need to do to start improvising with that scale is to record yourself strumming the A minor chord on the looper. Once you've created a simple loop using the A minor chord, you can then work on improvising using that scale. Then if you want to switch to a different scale, you simply record yourself playing a different chord on the looper pedal. I'm guessing most people listening to this will have tried this before. It's a pretty obvious use of a looper pedal, but it's great fun. Once you feel confident improvising over a single chord loop, you can create longer progressions or complex loops to push yourself further. Try adding in a chord from a parallel key or use an odd time signature to force yourself to try new things. If you're interested in learning modes, this is a fantastic way to truly learn the quality of each mode. As an example on how to do this, record a loop only using an E power chord. 
Then you can start improvising over the top, starting with E Ionian. Then move on to E Dorian over the same loop, then keep going through E Phrygian, E Lydian, and so on. The beauty of practicing modes like this is that your ears will quickly get used to how each note in the mode relates to the root note. So for example, once you start recognizing the distinctive sound of a raised fourth, you'll start to be able to tell when a song is using Lydian. Try to get a grip on the important notes in each mode and how those intervals shape the overall sound of the mode. If you're a beginner and everything I said just went straight over your head, that's fine. The key point is that you can use a looper pedal to help you learn modes when you're ready for them. Using a looper pedal to learn modes is a great example of how you can use a looper to learn the practical side of music theory. It's one thing to read a book on music theory, but being able to put the theory to use is something that a lot of guitarists struggle with. Using a looper pedal is a quick and easy way to figure out the ideas behind any music theory you're learning. For example, let's say you're learning the difference between major and minor chords. You know that the notes that form a major chord are the root, the major third, and the fifth. You also know that minor chords are built using the root, the minor third, and the fifth. But what does that really mean? Well, if you use a looper pedal, you can quickly figure out what all that theory means by playing. Record the root and the fifth on the looper pedal. In other words, record yourself playing a power chord. A power chord uses the root and the fifth. So all you need to add in to make a major or minor chord is the third. If you record an E power chord on your looper pedal, playing the note G sharp over the top of the loop will give you the sound of a major chord. Playing the note G would instead give you the sound of a minor chord. So you can quickly learn the difference between the sound between a major and minor chord by alternating between the notes G and G sharp while playing over the top of an E power chord. Then you can repeat this with a different chord position, then again and again until you start to get a grasp of what it really means to play major or minor chords. Again, if you haven't tried this before with a looper, I recommend giving it a go. There's something about recording something on a looper pedal that frees up part of your brain to step back and take a different view on what you're playing. You can follow this same basic idea for any aspect of music theory. If you're interested in developing a stronger understanding of music, I suggest trying this out. The first step is to record a very basic rhythm on your looper pedal. You can strum chords, arpeggiate some chords, or play muted hits. Set up a basic rhythm as the backbone of your loop. If your looper pedal has built-in rhythms, use those. Next, make up a simple melody or lick and record it over the loop. The melody doesn't have to sound amazing on your first attempt. You'll gradually come up with more interesting melodies the more you practice this exercise. Now that you have a basic rhythm and melody, try harmonizing over the top of the melody. If you know music theory, try using thirds, fourths, fifths, or any other interval. If you don't know music theory, just try to play the same melody higher up on your guitar and listen for the notes that work well and the notes that don't seem to work. Once you're able to confidently create a harmony, the next step is to experiment with counterpoint. The basic idea behind counterpoint is that you don't follow the same direction of the notes in the melody. So if the melody rises, you'll create a harmony that goes in the opposite direction. Learning how to use counterpoint on the fly is nice and easy using a looper pedal. Because if you mess up, you simply wait for the loop to start again and then you have another go. That's the real beauty with a looper pedal. You have a quick and easy way to start again anytime you make a mistake. Just wait for the loop to start again and you can get right back into it. So to recap what I've covered in this episode, I've gone through four different ways you can use a looper pedal as a practice tool. There are plenty of other ways I haven't covered in this episode, but these four are a good starting point. The 
first way is to use the looper as an active listening exercise to work on your rhythm skills. The second way is to work on your improvisation. The third way is to work on the practical side of music theory. And the fourth way is to improve your sense of melody and harmony. Hopefully you now have a few different ideas you can try out with a looper pedal. Check out the page for this episode at guitargearfinder.com podcast for some handy looper pedal resources and a lesson on how to get started with a looper pedal if you haven't used one before. If you don't already have a looper pedal, I also go through all the features you might find in different loopers and which one might suit you. I hope this episode has given you a couple things you can try out and I'll talk to you next time.